Chapter Select at the Movies. After a, I don't know, how many years has it been now? A year and a half? Two years? About a year and a half. Almost, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was the summer of 2021, I think. It's Quite the hiatus. Yeah, yes. well, people thought we pod-faded, but we did not, in fact, pod-fade. We're back. Uh, it like, took like the first... The zombies in The Last of Us. We're back. Exactly. It took a new Last of Us, uh, or a new piece of Last of Us content, to get us back, the the great uniter, the last of yeah, us. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, just you know, we didn't do a kind of a wrap up or what happened last time. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it really was just a matter of life getting in the way. Hundred uh, Randy getting getting a new job, uh, me getting more and more busy. Uh, we just couldn't keep going at that time. Uh, but now that we're back, we're going to do things a little bit. Um, differently and make yes. it a little bit easier on us. Um, for one issue I've had this past year is I've maybe played four video games in the it's course been of very little. Like Sean was asking for my best of, and I was able to come up with the best or a top ten, mm-hmm. but some of my ten I may have put two hours in. Gee, but I had no, I had played it, so I counted it. Well, you know my rule. I, I need to have finished something, which made it oh, top ten. The amount basically of games impossible. I finished in twenty twenty two. Let's see. Little. I finished Elden Ring, Bayonetta three, and Sniper Elite five. I think those are the games I finished, and then maybe some. Wait, no, that's not. Uh, also, uh, Proteus, the um, you know, the boomer shooter. Okay. Which is pretty darn good. I'd have to go back and look at my list. There were games I completely forgot. We're out there. Stray, I finished. Oh, yeah. It was gosh. very, very short. Right. I could have um, fit that in, probably. There was I was very came exci- out early. Nobody Saves the World was like a January game. Don't so know I, was, I had all that. year to finish that. It's not much of a story to it. It would not fit this show. Um, but it was a fun little game. Of course, God of Ragnarok, which you just refused to come back into. Well, Daddy played- Kratos is good. Haven't played the previous God of War, so what yes. would be the point? I agree. We need it. We we need to get you back. But no, we are uh, easing ourselves in. We, I don't think either of us have fully dismissed ever going back to the the gaming version of Chapter Select. But, I'm sure there'll be something. But that, Chapter that Select at the movies is an easy way for us to get back into the podcast world, especially with the Last of Us TV show. So we're we're only uh, dedicating an hour of a week plus however long it takes us to discuss it every week. And it's a little bit easier than trying to devote to 30 yeah. hours over a couple of weeks to, to finish a, a long storied game. So we're easing ourselves right? back in. This is a, we're doing, you know, TV show episodes. And not only does that mean smaller chunks, but also just the quality, you know, we're, we're not torturing ourselves right now. <laughs> Looking back again, it's been a year and a half since we did anything with Chapter Select, and and we added Chapter Select at the movies a few months after we started 
this whole project. So we don't have a, a ton of things to associate. I want to say we got through 20 movies mm-hmm. before we went on a heart hiatus. And just looking at our scores. Mm-hmm. What's the average rate? <laughs> it's not great. And you have to think, now that we have seen the first episode of The Last of Us on HBO, some of these numbers seem a little high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, would you really rate Ace Attorney slightly under The Last of Us? Because you gave Ace Attorney eight and a half. Because, again, we were associating it with all of the Resident Evils. <laughs> yeah, we were great on the curve at the time, for sure. Oh, man, the curves uh, were brutal. But that one came up... Um, you know, there's been a lot of chat uh, chatter on Twitter about the fact that, of course, in the promotional uh, material interviews where they're hyping up Last of Us, you know, one of the big talking points is that it's finally broken the video game adaptation curse. And, uh, you know, people will counter with, what about Arcane? What about those two Sonic movies that I personally don't care for? You know, what about Detective Pikachu that I personally don't care for? Um and Ace Attorney also got, I saw that mentioned quite a bit um, as a, oh, actually, this is the first great video game adaptation. So uh, it's not just us, I think, who rated mm-hmm. Ace Attorney pretty highly. Um, but I mean, it's no Last of Us. It's no. The, the thing about it, though, is Ace Attorney does capture the spirit of that game pretty well. Yes. Um, 100%. So that is something that it has in common with The Last of Us, but it does not capture the aesthetic of the games at all. Um, that's probably something that you would look at the anime series, which is pretty darn good, by the way. Uh, if you wanted to do a TV show, we could do the Ace Attorney TV show. Oh, we've uh, now opened the door to, to TV. And that's, that's there's good three... and bad TV out there. Um, Halo, I'm looking at you. Um, oh, God, I forgot that exists. Uh, I've only watched a couple episodes and I couldn't do it anymore, but I it's open the, now. Yeah. I may not be the right person to judge Halo because I don't care for the games or at least the game's story. So right. I don't know if that's really something that I need it's to see right. adapted. Uh, Paramount plus did not care about the Halo story either. Oh, is it that they, uh, that they throw out most of it? I honestly, I don't know a ton of the Halo story either, but there's just not a lot of story in that first three episodes mm-hmm. that I watched of Halo. It was uh Mandalorian light. Right and not very entertaining, but it, uh, that's what I, I think is really interesting. Again, we watched twenty movies in our first run of of this show, and I would bet that if you go back, we probably said multiple times, "It's like, did they play the games?" Like, mm-hmm. okay, cool, we have the name of the video game and maybe a character name. Um, I'm looking at the Paul W S Anderson Resident Evils, where they're like, well. Mm-hmm. Our movies aren't going to follow the games at all, but we have the character names thrown in. It it only took, you know, bringing the actual director of the game in with an, another fantastic director to mm-hmm. put it into TV form and follow the beats of the actual story of the video game. <laughs> To make a good video game adaptation. And not just the beats. I mean, we'll, we'll get to that as oh, we get God. into the set pieces. Yeah. But I was pretty astounded by how well just entire sequences, like almost down to the, the cuts mm-hmm. and the framing and everything. Which, you know, you look at it. Um, if you take the history of video game adaptations out of it entirely, if you take yeah. the curse out of it, you look and you say, oh, the really cinematic 
prestige video game makes for mm-hmm. a really cinematic prestige TV show. Well, duh, but it is pretty unprecedented. Even, you know, we've had the director of the games doing, you know, Chris Roberts did Wing Commander. Mm-hmm. He adapted his, his own game and right. uh, uh, didn't come anywhere close. So, you know, the fact that this is so on point um, I actually think we're going to be at a little bit of a dearth of things to discuss because it's just going to be, oh, yeah, this part. Yeah, that was just like it was in the game. That was great. Oh, yeah, this part. Oh, that worked perfectly. You know? Actually, do you, do you want to get into a little bit of a debatey section right off the bat? Because I if think I might have a section to debate with you, though, again, it is very much praise. The- and it's to mm-hmm. how good Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann have adapted the opening section of the last of us with this first episode. And again, I, I know there's a ton of podcasts out there that have, have reviewed this and actually before we get fully going, I, I think we need to set our own ground rules. Mm-hmm. Obviously we're spoiling the first episode of the last of us, but as the rest of the game untouchable yeah, we, right now, we we're just going to stick with this. I mean, I assume that anybody who's watching this is going to be familiar with the game, but just in case. Yeah. I don't my, think mom, any- my mom watched the first episode. She knows very little. About oh, I definitely know people. Exist, so. So I know people yeah. who are coming in and who are just like, yep, this is like on the level of early Walking Dead, which to me is way better. Um, yes. But you definitely, there is just an audience out there for zombie stuff that are not gamers. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this is like a high quality HBO zombie show, uh, mm-hmm. there's there's probably going to be some, maybe not our audience, but there's definitely going to be people. There. All right. Um, so I yeah. So spoilers. Who- spoilers for the episode we talk about. We're going to do our best not to delve into farther into the game as best as we can. With that said, I'm going to see if I can maybe get a debate with you. Maybe you agree with me. Okay. But I believe the opening section. Of the TV show is put together in a better way than it was in the actual video game. I I think the TV show improved on the storytelling of the first. Oh, yeah, they made some very smart choices. Like, I I really Mm -hmm. like expanding on the daughter. Yep. uh, Giving us basically a longer prologue that is from the daughter's perspective. Mm hmm. And and not having it be, I mean, I I've, I forget if there's. I think there might have been one scene in the video game of like her in the living room. That's yeah, so what, it, in the video game, you can it basically the Sarah section is built to give you a tutorial of how some of the buttons work and get yourself right. going with the, the movement of the game. And then you're just walking around the house, and then the neighbor comes trying to burst through the glass door and then your dad shows up and you go through all right. that. You kind of get a little bit of the relationship between father daughter, but I think following Sarah through the town and going down and actually seeing her get her dad's watch. Getting the watch, or, which of course is going to be an important thing. It does a much better job mm-hmm. setting up everything and also setting up, you know, who Joel was before uh, the zombie apocalypse happened. You know, you get we get to spend more time with everybody, which I liked. I liked seeing oh, the yeah. school scenes, mm-hmm. all that stuff. I thought was a really good addition. So you don't, you know, with the video game, I understand that you you're going to get into, you know, the big event as soon as possible. You know, mm-hmm. you want stuff yeah. to happen. Um, but in long form TV, you have more leeway there, and I think they mm-hmm. took really good advantage of that. 
Yeah, it, it was. I think the difficulty with Neil Druckmann and the way the games work, because unless your name is Hideo Kojima, you understand that you need to allow your gamer to, you know, actually play your game every so often. Kojima is very much known for, okay, I'm going to give you 45 minutes <laughs> of your straight exposition and story, and then you might be able to play my game a little bit. And then I'm going to have another long cut scene here and there with the last of us. They knew it was all right. We have to give you the controller every couple minutes to, to keep you engaged with our game here. It's like, you know what? There's no controller. We can dive into the Sarah story. And the fact that that whole opening section took what 30 minutes or so, and really kind of broke it down. We, we as gamers knew what was going to happen with Sarah. Mm -hmm. And we knew the end result was where it was going, but still they did a great job of connecting us with that character, especially with the neighbors. I think it was an even smarter choice to have it be the old grandma neighbor mm -hmm. that, that gets infected, which kind of really shows what the cordyceps can do to a human where she can't move at all with herself. Cordyceps take over. All of a sudden she's running around like she's 22 years old, right? but she's the obviously has zero control over her body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that also, you know, the, the one thing we should we should talk about the one thing that they've changed, which is that uh, the virus doesn't seem to be airborne mm -hmm. in this version, and the, so that's definitely, you know, down the line, um, there, you know, there are big sections of, especially Last of Us Part Two, where that's an important aspect um, of of the story and and some big set pieces. So they'll they'll be making some changes there in the future. Mm -hmm. um, it hasn't really affected uh, very much in the story so far that we've seen. No. But it is funny, you know, every now and then they'll still do like, you know, a shot of like dust particles mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, things that are that we associate with the aesthetic of Last of Us. But it doesn't have the same meaning anymore, again, because in the game it meant like, oh, look, it's in the air. Whereas here now, it, I guess it doesn't mean anything. It's just, you know, a cool, moody shot or a reference mm -hmm. to a shot from the game or something. Yeah, I'm very curious why they went that direction. I have no problem with it. I know in the game, it, it kind of just helped show that Ellie is immune because she didn't have to put on the mask. And you did. Maybe it's just we don't want to cover our actors' faces or the recording mm -hmm. of the audio might have been a bit more difficult. And there, there like mean, you said, you there's can... only one section of this first episode where it would have affected in the game where they see the clicker growing on the wall. Yeah. Uh, and usually at that section, they're like, oh, crap, we got to put our mask on. And my girlfriend, who was watching it with me at the time, even said, is like, well, it's in the air, right? So why aren't they putting on mm -hmm. their mask? And I'm like, well, just wait, because it happens in the game, and they never did. But I, I it, twisting it that way just so they don't have to put masks on every episode, which they would have had to because it happens all the time. It's I, I'm fine with it. Yeah, it's it's probably that. It's probably not covering your actors' faces so much. Mm -hmm. Um I mean that's usually, you know, how many movies have we seen that in any you know the judge yeah. Judge Dredd with Stallone and there's so many examples well, of like masked just, characters. Just Pedro and and the Mandalorian. Yeah, well but th there it was like they they were kind of trying to stick to it for a while <laughs> mm -hmm. to actually make it a big deal when he takes his mask off. Right. Um but yeah, it's it's definitely a thing, uh, so that makes sense. I, I wouldn't be. I think you know you can ADR anything, so I wouldn't be so worried about dialogue recording. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it it just means that they have a little bit more leeway, I think, with what they can do. Also, where they're not so um, 
tied down by just having to worry about the airborneness of it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it doesn't since the real monster in The Last of Us is man. It mm-hmm. doesn't really matter for the overall drama all that much. Right. So before we get into you know the whole new world and the twenty years later, well, one other change that they made really was just the timing of everything. So The Last of Us, the actual game was set on the, the original section was set on today's day and then it gets pushed 20 years mm. in the future. What did you think of it going 20 years in the past and it being 2003 when everything happens and then it's 2023 today's date is when, you know, the actual last of us game or main story takes place. I didn't, I don't really have a strong opinion of it either way. I mean, technology wise, it doesn't, matter all that much mm-hmm. it just means that you don't have modern smartphones and stuff like that around though i guess most of that stuff would not be working anymore 20 years later right. anyway i really don't think it matters um I, I think it was just a way of having it be set in today's time i would feel more timely or more relevant mm-hmm. uh, i think it was a lot of hey we, we went through a pandemic now just watch if it got worse <laughs> right well <laughs> I'll admit it's been, this is a caveat for this entire show, which is I've not actually played the last of us since it came out. I played a little bit of it when they did the remaster, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's always hard for a remaster to compete with whatever new games are on at the time where it's like, yeah, I could be playing last of us slightly prettier edition, or I could be playing something new. Mm -hmm. So I just never got around to it past like the prologue. Uh, Which is why they came out with part one last year. So for all of us that then watch the show and go, oh, my God, the show's so good. They're like, hey, there's this beautiful version of The Last of Us running on part two's engine. Right. So they've done it much better than the original. Hey, come play our game. Mm. Yeah. So I'm still like a version earlier from the last time that I played it. So Mm -hmm. uh, my memory it's going to be, you know, fairly rough as far as the general events. I think I remember the opening the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we get deeper into the story, you're probably going to have to be the one who's going to have sure. to keep track of here's what's different because I, I just won't be able to remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't remember when The Last of Us was set. Uh, it didn't even register with me that they changed the timeline, and it seems yeah. to have no effect on the story. So, Also, a lot of this is stuff I'm getting off of other podcasts because I have gone through the Last of Us podcast wormhole the last few yeah. days of watching all the different people review it. I've seen so many Easter eggs from this opening episode that I didn't catch. Um, the movie that she picks out from the neighbor's house is a movie that Ellie brings up in part two. I would have mm-hmm. never connected those two but that's what i'm loving about this is there's so much love everywhere i just saw a video this morning where the birthday card in the game that you find where Mm -hmm. she's like oh i have to give this to my dad is actually sitting on the table on the tv show never Mm -hmm. mentioned but it's just sitting there and again that's what i like about all of the little easter eggs you can get on there is is then all the nine thousand youtube videos you can go down on hey did you miss this and and mm-hmm. actually with this there's a lot of stuff oh i, that I, I bet i mean for it, sure it it feels like a show that's just absolutely jammed full of detail they do such a good job on the world building mm-hmm. um and while i may not like recognize like okay that's the exact card from the game or whatever right i i still just like 
the overall impression that I got from this whole thing is just, you know, stylistically, narratively, in every way, it feels like my memory of what that game was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a tremendous feat to me. You know, we've had several movies that we have covered. There's some that we still have not covered that also do this, where they're like, well, we're based on a video game and we want to give you the feel of the video game. We've not covered Doom on Mm -hmm. this podcast yet, but they have a horrible sequence where they try to make it feel like Doom. There's other games that kind of do that same thing. Oh, we're doing first person views because that's what we have in the game. None of them touch the driving sequence from this first episode of The Last of Us. That felt exactly like it did in the game to the point of it's the same. I mean, obviously it's, it's a better, it's, it's a live version of the house burning down, but mm-hmm. you see that the signs are identical that mm-hmm. you pass. I, I remember an old uh, rooster teeth video when that first game, when the game first ever came out, cause it's based in Austin, Texas. And that's where rooster teeth is from that. They went on a hunt to find that exact intersection in Austin, Texas. And I believe mm-hmm. they did. I, I it's been, again, 10 years now since the game came out, but just that whole driving sequence felt exactly like the game, but it didn't feel forced and it didn't feel awkward like every other adaptation has ever done. Right. I mean, in the Doom movie, the thing that makes it not work is that basically it's Doom with God mode on. It's a character who's been powered up Mm -hmm. to such a degree that there just is not even any kind of drama or suspense to it anymore. (laughs) Whereas this is, you know, it's the most memorable. I mean, everybody, I think, who played Last of Us, like, has this, you know, sequence in their head of exactly what happens from kind of the point where Tommy and and uh, uh, Joel meet up, up until mm-hmm. his daughter getting <laughs> shot uh, by the soldier. And that stuff is just so one-to-one perfect. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, that video game, I mean, Last of Us, the game, that whole sequence, super cinematic. Yes, it's putting yeah. you in it. It's putting you in the driver's seat, kind of. But it still feels like a movie more than a video game. And yeah. it's not really a, you know, you're not directly controlling mm-hmm. it very much. You know, there's kind of a min- minimal amount of input. It's really a, a, a spectacle. So mm-hmm. it's something that, you know, with if you want it, it makes sense that it translates so well. You know, it's mm-hmm. something that feels like it was always meant to just be um, a movie sequence. But even leading up to that, what I really enjoyed, and this is something that, you know, you judge a lot of zombie movies on. I mean, I think the Dawn of the Dead remake, probably still one of Zack Snyder's best movies, uh, is renowned for this as well, which is just the way that it subtly, gradually Show, does the build up for the outbreak where mm-hmm. you can tell like there is just early on there's just two um cop cars that right. just you know are going by the house just sirens on and maybe an ambulance i don't remember but you know right away you're like okay something's going on and then you find out that you know some guy at a bar is making trouble and tommy had to punch him out and now we have to bail tommy out of jail which by the way tommy's introduction very well done mm-hmm. um also as far as like you know getting who that character is immediately mm-hmm. but you know up until the 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 old neighbor lady you know zombieing <laughs> out there are all just these little things right. along the way that 
didn't happen in the video game, but are just such a good, like, oh no, what's, you know, there's something horrible is happening in the background already, and we don't know what it is yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remind uh, me later. I want to talk about Tommy a little bit more once we get into the the more present time of this first episode. Oh, but sure. yeah, I love the, 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 the grandma, like, getting taken over that you see in the background and you know her whole mouth opening up as as the cordyceps whatever take over mm-hmm. while you're looking for the the movie and and i thought that was done extremely well like you said you know, hearing the, the radio talk about different things and and not just oh something terrible is happening but just then joel and and tommy are like well where is that at and they're thinking it's a full country and mm-hmm. sarah has to correct them that it's, it's a capital and it, it just it does a really good job of just a little tweaks here and there just to kind of remind you, Hey, things are starting to take place, which is kind of mm-hmm. what happens in real life too. It's, it's you, you, something bad will happen and, and you kind of will start hearing oh, sure. things. And I mean, Shaun like, of the dead does a great job of that too, right? We're just kind of zombie stuff is just happening in the background yeah. and our main character is oblivious to it. All right. Cause I, I want to get to the, the, obviously the Sarah scene, and and get into this basically the second half of this episode, but I want to bring mm-hmm. up the, the opening real quick. So we haven't touched mm-hmm. on that. What did you think of like that that nineteen sixties TV talk show where they they basically just sit down and go, okay, this is how our zombies work, and mm-hmm. this is how it breaks down. But we're going to do it in a way of just a scientist going, well, this could happen. And the sad thing is, it can happen. But mm-hmm. what did you think of that opening? Oh, I thought it was really good. I'm glad you reminded me of that. Um, kind of forgot about that. But yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> you know, it makes me think of nowadays, we like to go back to uh, old news footage or old um, kind of statements from scientists in the 60s or 70s or, or 80s who we think predicted things. Mm-hmm. You know, like, look at this. Look at, look at this, uh, you know interview from the from the 60s and right. how much they they already you know knew about what was possible with this pandemic now um so that feels very much in line with that of mm-hmm. of like hey here's you know this old you know recovered um you know news footage that that like hey somebody you know 50 60 years ago called it mm-hmm. you know or it, or the it, I thought it was well done. One of the two. It's either yeah. a scientist or the Simpsons. <laughs> right. It's either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, there, there should have been, you know, I, I wish there had been a Simpsons clip they could have pulled. <laughs> right. Uh, but it, it was nice. Um, also, you know, I like John Hanna. It was it was nice seeing John Hanna, uh, you know, in the role as that scientist. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed seeing him again. Glad he's getting work. Yeah, uh, I, I liked it. I thought it, they did a good job of just, okay. Because I know if if I remember remember right in the game, it's after the Sarah death they just start throwing um, new stuff at you, which kind of breaks down exactly what happens. I, I think doing it at the very beginning works out pretty well, and and they do a good job with that. So then let's jump forward. You're right. They're front loading the premise, yeah, yeah, as you say. So then they get to let's get to the Sarah death scene, which I thought was absolutely beautifully done. I do like. And again, just one of those things that I remember from the game, they mm-hmm. do a little fake out for gamers, which nobody that's played the game would get. But um, in the game, there's a truck that comes up and, and runs into you. And that's what flips the car over. Mm-hmm. And that's what really starts that next chase sequence. With this, the car, the truck shows up and it stops. Mm-hmm. 
and and then as a plane crashing because you get a better explosion that way that, that helps flip <laughs> flip the car. It's and, and they still get that explosion. I know in the game it's a gas station that blows up, so it's just another cool little okay moment yeah. and a little is different. It's like if you remember it, and then mm. as we we moved it here, and if not, then it doesn't change anything. But getting to that Sarah death, I thought it was absolutely beautifully done. I do wish with so many lines taken from the game and mm-hmm. so many conversations going word for word that we had in the original game. One critique I have seen that I kind of agree with is I do. And it's so nitpicky and it doesn't take anything from this episode, but mm-hmm. I, I do wish the one line that the officer did not say in the show about, but, but she's just a girl. It's like, I think that would have really hit the officer, like going, I really don't want to do this, but I'm getting ordered because we're just killing everybody. Mm-hmm. Him just saying, uh-huh, five, four, three or four times or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think missed that little bit of a, a punch, but I, I'll tell you right now, I cried, I think, even more from the show than I did in the video game, and I knew it was coming. It's one of those things where I don't have an issue with it just because things that you may have to mention or that work better in a video game just because you have digitized characters mm-hmm. – not that the virtual acting in The Last of Us is not excellent, mm-hmm. but you can convey so much more with just acting. You know, just... I mean, I guess he was wearing a mask, so I guess it was, yeah. it's not like we could see his face or anything. But just from the tone of his voice, just from the performance, it was so obvious what the conversation on the other end was right. that I didn't feel like he needed to have it be explicit, to have him, you know, like call out, because right. that that, li- that line just feels like something like you got to have it so that you know you understand what the conversation is, and I think mm-hmm. they probably just realized they didn't need it, right? But what so, did you think of the, the the death? Did it hit you? I mean, it, it works a lot better in this than in. I mean, it worked great in the game, obviously, but here because Sarah is a point of view character at the beginning. And we as the audience are meant to identify with her and what she's doing for like the first 20, 30 minutes of the show. Um, it's almost like the the psycho effect. I, I don't know. Spoilers for psycho here, you know, ancient mm-hmm. movie. But uh, Janet Lee's character in Psycho, she's the protagonist for like the first 30 minutes up until she gets stabbed in the shower and you don't really see it coming. So I think if if you're just a regular television viewer who is not familiar with the story mm-hmm. of the last of us, uh, that'd be pretty impactful and shocking just because it would be a genuine kind of gut punch surprise. So that's one thing where, like knowing what was coming. I was like, yep, that's, you know, exactly like in the game, they're really well done. Uh, but I think for, for a new viewer, you know, someone who's coming in entirely fresh, that sequence would, would be even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I know my mom barely knows anything about the game. She was surprised by that moment uh, mm-hmm. from the little bit I've talked to her about. It. Yeah, I would like to know from people that haven't played the games what they thought of that opening sequence, having no idea what was coming. Hopefully your video game friends had stayed quiet and had not spoiled it for you. So then we jump forward the, the 20 years, just like in the game. But again, it pushes it to present tense. And we see a kid out there in the in the wasteland showing up and they check him and, and I think it does a really good job of showing the way that they test to see if you are infected or not. It's it 
it's a similar situation in the game, but obviously not with a kid. He is yes, a little, little hand scanner that turns yeah. green or red. Yeah, shows that he's infected. They do this whole, oh, we're going to take care of you. We're going to fix this. We're going to have all this food and all these toys. And then it flashes forward to to Joel picking him up out of a garbage can because they, or not garbage can, garbage truck because they mm-hmm. killed him. And yeah. just that that moment of, okay, you see the, the shoes, which I think is a great job of showing just how desolate and horrible this place has become where it's like, well, we're going to try to be nice to this kid, but we, we still got to kill him because he's infected and there's no, there's no fixing it right now. Yeah. I mean, you see what a terrible place it is. Just mm-hmm. the, the show leans, I think more into the military regime than the mm-hmm. video game does. Even like, I don't remember hangings at the start of the last of us game. There Maybe were, they, they lined him up and shot him once. Okay. Because they like lined them up and they were testing them and then, oh, we got a live one and then they shot him or whatever. But okay. There was no, okay. I don't think there were any hangings. Yeah. It, it definitely felt like it was leaning a little bit more into like, look at this horrible authoritarian mm-hmm. um, government as a way to establish, you know, this is who, who we're opposing on the Firefly side once you get to the Fireflies. Right. And I think it kind of just shows you where Joel has been for 20 years after losing his daughter because. Mm-hmm the the person that's with him could not pick up the kid and was shocked by it and Joel just like whatever picks up the body throws him in the fire and mm-hmm. and moves on though I don't know if you know this I only know it because I have listened to the HBO podcast which they have out there okay. that Troy Troy Baker hosts mm-hmm. uh, who is the voice of Joel in the video games they had the two directors on on the first episode at least. So it was really cool to hear uh, Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann talk about the process and the episode, but from what they revealed on that podcast, that was supposed to be the end of episode one. Uh, Would you have been okay with that stopping right there for the first episode of Joel tossing the kid in the fire? That's so is it that that was the point in the story or was it that that shot, that scene was supposed to happen. Later. No, that was just supposed to be where the, I think we were supposed to get 10 episodes because we only get nine now, but mm-hmm. that was supposed to be the end of episode one right there. Yeah. I mean, um, it would have worked for me, I think, mm-hmm. but it does going up until the point where he and Ellie team up is, it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. It's a natural, you've established the characters and what, and the fact that they're going to go on this journey and what the premise is. So you you kind of you would end in a in a way that feels I guess more open or mm-hmm. like you don't really know what the show is yet at that point other than right. tragic stuff happened to this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, going back to the hanging, the thing about the hanging is they weren't hanging; they weren't taking out infected. You know, these were people who you know were being executed for you know the now uh, capital punishment crime of leaving uh, the, the, the city, right. you know, and, and we learn early on that Joel is a runner basically who, who leaves the city to do jobs for people and stuff. So we know right away that he's taking this just tremendous risk where if he's ever caught, they're just mm-hmm. going to execute him. Right. Um, so I, I thought that was a good thing to establish. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like we haven't really gotten at, at that point. How much Ellie have we had? We've we just had, had we would have had no Ellie yet. No, yeah, Ellie, Ellie would okay, have been so Ellie that. would be episode two. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, I guess it could work. It, it makes sense to have a, you know, an 80 minute pilot. That's, yeah. it's not like, and, that's and not it works a out. Thing I, I, that, yeah. I do think that's what they said too, is they wanted to get Ellie in. They might, I think he had even said they might've thrown that the first time you see Ellie being chained up kind of as maybe even a after credit thing. I forget what they said, or if that mm-hmm. would have been the final shot of her being chained up to the thing, just to show you that character. But again, for those that have never seen, yeah, it wouldn't mean like, anything to you. If you didn't, why know do we care about was. this person? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so then we get kind of into what we get into with the game and we follow actually what we don't see in the game is, is Tess actually dealing with some of the other underbelly of this city in Boston. And I can't remember that guy's name mm-hmm. um, that she is trying to chase and trying to make the deal. But that's where I want to get into the big change that they made is in the video game, Tess and Joel are trying to get weapons. Mm-hmm. For he's what? just trying to get a battery. Who knows? In the in the movie, they're trying to get a battery because Joel wants to get to Wyoming to get to his brother, and mm-hmm. that's where I want to bring up Tommy again. Tommy is much more involved with this first episode and the main plot of this story, and Joel mm-hmm. going, "I have to get to my brother." Instead of in the games, we see Tommy at the beginning, and then we just think he's dead after the 20 years, because he yeah. just barely ever gets mentioned, if ever. And then all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, my brother is in, in Wyoming, and we're going to drive by him, so let's just stop here. Yeah, well, Drachman's got... So I like of, it a lot more. Yeah, he's got the gift of hindsight a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. knowing that Tommy becomes an important character in the second game mm-hmm. that, you know, maybe we should establish these, you know, they're obviously already thinking ahead for, you know, where the show is going to go in another season or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes sense to spend much more time on establishing this stuff. I mean, with Tess, we just kind of saw the aftermath in the game. I think, I think she comes back kind of beaten yeah. up and she's got that conversation with Joel. Mm-hmm. Whereas here we see her confrontation with the guy who cheated her out of, like she paid for this battery. They didn't give her a battery. Instead, they just kind of beat her up. And she's just trying to get out of there alive now. She's like, okay, let's just call it even. I don't care that you cheated me. Like, I'm all, you've already beaten, you know, beaten the crap out of me. Like, just let me go and we'll call it quits mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, you know, they go for it, which goes to show that, like, Tess is, uh, you know, high charisma stats, good, good, uh, you know, sweet talker, convincing people. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's Anna, one thing, just speaking of Tess, uh, so happy to see Anna Torv again. I'm a big Anna Torv fan going back to Fringe. And uh, she hasn't been in very much. I mean, we, of course, all as gamers know her as um, the protagonist of Heavenly Sword. I know we mm-hmm. have played Heavenly Sword. Uh, but just really, really happy to see her again. So I'm hoping for a lot more Tess, even though I know Tess is not going to come with right. <laughs> You like but, to see a lot more Tess for the two episodes she'll be a part of. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get we'll get more tests next week, but then I guess she'll be out of the story for a while. We'll see. Uh, I just really like her, like seeing her and things. So, um, what was your point about them changing it from guns to a battery? I, I just think it was it was it made more sense because mm. I I think in the game they're like, oh, we need guns, and then well, instead of guns, here's a kid. Now take the kid up there and stuff. And now with the way they changed it was. Hey, you, you want a battery? We have cars in the, mm-hmm. the, at this place, and and Joel even says it in the show where the fireflies 
drive all over the place in this country. So they have cars that work and that those vehicles will get us much farther than any chinky battery, which ended up being a dead battery. And mm-hmm. anyways, but so that is him going, you know what, if I just go do this run, I'm going to have a far better chance to get to Tommy than I had before again in the game. It was just, all right, we take the kid up here and we'll get a couple guns. I mean, assume that he was running those guns, right? Like, they just needed to sell the guns for money to live. Sell guns for the coupons or whatever. Rations and all that stuff. Speaking of rations, they do something in the show also that's nowhere in the game where we see Joel have the conversation with one of the officers there and gives him drugs and kind of shows his impact. And I love that scene just for mm-hmm. what we saw at the end of the episode to show mm-hmm. Joel snapping there for a little bit. Again, the this beginning section of the show is just so much better than mm-hmm. how it is put in through the game because they don't have to deal with, here's your tutorial. This is how you walk. This is how you aim. This is how we're going to do the listening me- mechanic. We don't have to deal with any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. We're just going to give you even more story than what we were able to give you. And it just nails all of it. Yeah, I mean, that's the, it's actually taking advantage of the format which it is mm-hmm. in, which most video game meditations just don't. You know, they mm-hmm. have no idea how they want to translate, you know, what kind of story can we even pull out of this? And I know people like you and I kept saying, there's so many games with great cinematic stories that would translate perfectly that you're mm-hmm. not touching, right? Like, where's my full throttle, you know, video game or. You know, whatever. I, you know, they were going to make a, you know, the Monkey Island movie became Pirates of the Caribbean. They got repurposed into Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's like, it's almost happened a couple of times. Or I was briefly excited. I thought Bioshock could have been good. Is Bioshock still happening in some form? There are so many movies out there. I know Metal Gear Solid was rumored for years and years. Bioshock's been rumored for years, for years. But you know what we are getting? What? Gran Turismo. Why? I've, but because <laughs> you mean, know the story in Gran Turismo has been fantastic. Well, you just take any racing. That's the thing. You just take any racing movie and slap the Gran Turismo name on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a large enough car selection. You could probably apply it to pretty much anything. Yeah, they, uh, from what I've seen, they're taking a, an interesting twist to that movie. That's a okay. I've not thing. seen anything. Maybe I think Bioshock may be a, a limited series now or something. That honestly, that's where video games need to go to have the good s- stories. I, I've heard rumors of God of War maybe being an Amazon product. Yeah, in a TV show for that. So I, vi- video I, games, I, it's worked much better, I think, for video games to be in in TV formats. We see that with Netflix and more the animated stuff with the league of legends characters and stuff, but well, video game stories are generally more episodic and longer. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're usually broken into chapters or episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you spend 20 hours on one of them. It just makes a lot more sense to translate that into, into television than to try mm-hmm. and cram it into a, you know, 90 minute, two hour, whatever movie. Um, and that has allowed them to, you know, really build on The Last of Us so far. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Um, we're about to meet the Fireflies now. We've, you've already kind of spoken to mm-hmm. the Fireflies. But uh, one thing that was, and I've always had a little bit of an issue with this chunk of the game, um, you know, everything kind of leading up to 
Joel taking Ellie in is mm-hmm. a little bit confusing. You know, there is uh, something happens outside. We're spending a lot of that time from Ellie's point of view. And then the leader of the Fireflies is injured. And there's a Mexican standoff briefly. And Joel is pointing his gun at everybody. And then eventually they convince him to take this job. But I, I don't, whatever the inciting, it's all a little bit muddy of what was actually happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are we talking there. about in the game or in the movie or in the show? In both. I, I thought that the, right. the, uh, the series reproduced the confusion that I had with that okay. section of the game. Really yeah. well. the, the game, from what I remember, it was, again, you're trying to find the weapons and you're going after the guy, Robert, I think was the guy's name. Um, and you're going after him to try to get the guns. You, you meet up with him. I think you kill him in the game mm-hmm. or you're standing over him ready to kill him. I think you do finish him off. And then Marlene is there and then she's like, well, I have guns. But if you want my guns, then you have to take this girl. But what happened? There. What happened to Marlene? Did I was was I just not paying attention? Who shot Marlene? She gets shot at some point in the game, or is just injured when you meet her, so she can't. Yeah, make she's just the injured trip. already. Yeah, in the show, I think they do a better job because the standoff that you have with Robert in the game is a standoff that Marlene has, and she gets injured in that standoff with him. Mm. And you show right. up, and he and Marlene is now what I they they tie it together better because in the show they talk Tess talks about well he sold that battery underneath us and get, sold it to someone else and it was Marlene who had bought the battery and then because the battery was shit she's then they get into a shoot off out of it and that's where she gets shot and her her little uh, partner has her ears shot off which I thought mm-hmm. that was a funny line in in the show but. It, it, I agree. It's it's a, a weird place of I need a battery. Well, I have a child. Okay, I'll take the child where you need to go. And it's still a little just thrown in there to to send them on their adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. There's a lot of movies or classic movies that kind of have that same thing. <laughs> where it's oh, like, it's- well, we need to get to the meat of our story. Mm-hmm. We have a great beginning and we have a great meat. Well, how do we make the 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 two connect? I don't know. We'll just throw something together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, definitely um, a weaker section, but yeah. again, it was the same way in the game. So I just mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, you, you've adapt- adapted this the way that I remember it. And it's probably not exactly the same, but yeah. um, they change things. Know. And I, I think it, it works out. Okay. But I agree. It, it was one of the, just, especially when you really want to dive into the, 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 the whys of everything. It's a, it's a little weak for sure. Mm. <sighs> but yeah. Um, the, and the one thing that the show is not shy about foreshadowing is what's going on with Ellie and why Ellie is important. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the game got to this this quickly as far as like, um, and you know, they make a big point with those scanners that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Like those scanners, they have to have a big fat square, colored readout that could be mm-hmm. like you know a big green or a big red so that the camera can pick up easily right <laughs> you know like whether someone is positive or negative it's just a very good you know as far as like um props that are more designed to be cinematic than to be what you would actually probably use in real life mm-hmm. uh, yeah they they touch on the conversations with ellie and marlene mm-hmm. don't happen in the game so I think they do a, a much better job. The fact that they name dropped Riley. Yeah. Which is, yeah. it's so good. Cause we're going to, I'm pretty sure we're getting a full episode 
mm-hmm. of Ellie and Riley. Riley. And if you've never played the game, I won't spoil it, but um, there's a, a it's a DLC part of the game that mm-hmm. came out later. And we're going to touch on all of, of that in, I believe, a full episode later on down the road. That'd so just really name cool. dropping Riley was was great. We didn't get any of that kind of stuff in the game. It was just mm-hmm. you have to take this kid and then you take the kid. Um, Ellie does get scanned in the game and then you take uh, out the and, come, and comes up uh, positive. Yeah. And then okay. you take them out. And then actually in the game, it's a lot more upfront. And I'm pretty sure that's how we're going to start episode two mm-hmm. is is Joel and um, Tess confronting Ellie about it. Because mm-hmm. we I, we see that trailer or, or see us part of it in the trailer about them confronting her and kind of okay. making a joke out of it. But they do, they do it interesting where it's kind of off to the side. We're focused on Joel and his mental breakdown and, and punching the, the guard to death. And mm-hmm. it's in the background where Tess is like picking up the scanner and seeing it's red and you see Ellie showing her arm and mm-hmm. you can kind of hear the conversation in, in the game. It's very right up in your face and, and up front about it, but it can be maybe a little confusing for somebody that doesn't know. I don't know. I, I thought it was maybe actually too, like I, I didn't remember them getting into it that early in the game. So mm-hmm. I was like, wow, they're really, you know, they're showing the scar. They're showing that she's positive. Like, they are really telling us that she mm-hmm. is immune immediately. Yeah. They, uh, they, I'm pretty sure it's, it's at that same moment in the game. Okay. It's okay. as you're getting ready to, to leave Boston. and Yeah. And I thought stuff. it was more of a later revelation, but it's gotcha. just been too long. It's just been right. too long. For sure. So um, before we wrap up, I just, mm-hmm. just quick overall thoughts on the actors in yeah. this first episode. Obviously most of them we're going to see many times over but what are your initial thoughts of their adaptations of these characters uh yeah i don't really have an issue with anybody um let me uh imdb this really quick just so i've got mm-hmm. everybody's names because yeah. obviously uh pedro pascal we know and love from a million billion things at this point mm-hmm. um bella ramsey I, her name was on the tip of my tongue. I couldn't think of it. You know, obviously we know her from Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. um, where she was very good and and kind of you know she was like the the tiny child badass who has yes. to <laughs> who has to rise to power much sooner than she probably would have if it wasn't an emergency. Mm-hmm. Again, one thing real quick from watching all these podcasts or listening to all these podcasts mm-hmm. and stuff. One thing I completely forgot. I knew both of them were in Game of Thrones. I forgot both of them got squished. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Pedro's <laughs> they, they, both eyes had, got... they both had squishy deaths in that I, show. I, oh, she dies in? I don't, don't remember. Um, oh, well, spoilers for the final season. I don't remember her character dying in Game of Thrones, but I, I've admittedly, I've, I think I've blocked out season eight <laughs> of Game of Thrones from my, just like, don't want to think about it. It doesn't it exist. Ha- honestly, from what I remember of her death, it happens in the big scene where. Um, the Ice King ends up dying right at the end, so it just oh, okay. kind of gets thrown mm. out there. It's it's not a memorable death for mm. um, Bella Ramsey, but she does get squished. Gotcha. Well, I mean, she's a she's a good Ellie. She's playing Ellie really well mm-hmm. so far. You she know, Pedro- she plays a um, angrier Ellie. Hmm. She throws cuss words out all over the place, <laughs> and I love it. Well, yeah, it's an HBO show. We can do that yeah. here. I, I think honestly that the 
everyone got all upset about the the character change from Ellie and part one of the games to part two mm-hmm. after a certain thing happens in part two. And they're like, oh, what a character change. It's not going to be as much of a character change for I the way Bella know. Ramsey is playing Ellie right now. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, she's, she's more seems, angry. Well, I mean, but understandably so, right? Like she's being just kind of held against her will right. and moved around, but she, she has no control over her life right now. So mm-hmm. uh, I can understand the lashing oh, yeah. out. I love it. I'm, uh, I'm really liking her adaptation of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Uh, you know, she doesn't obviously, um, you know, everybody wanted. Oh, what's his name now? Uh, Elliot. Uh, gosh, you know, the character that Ellie was originally supposedly modeled after that everybody thought she looked like. Oh, Paige. Yeah. Elliot, Elliot, Elliot Page. Elliot Page. That's right. Um, or, or somebody who looked like Elliot Page. And she doesn't look quite like, you know, no. the Ellie of the game. So that's, but, mm-hmm. you know, neither does, you know, Pedro does not look like, like Joel. Right. <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're close enough as far as, as yeah. far as looking like the characters. Uh, performance wise, I think they're both, you know, 100% on point. Mm-hmm. No complaints. Um, same thing. Love, love, uh, uh Anna Torv in this. Um, mm-hmm. let's see great. who, who else. Um, I like John Hanna in the prologue. I don't. Nobody else really jumped out at me. Yeah, we haven't I seen get... a lot of Marlene from uh, what is her name, uh, Meryl Dandridge. Uh, that's always yeah. an interesting story because Meryl Dandridge played Marlene in the game. She's the only mm-hmm. actor from the game that is back playing her original role. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're going to see Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson in the show playing different characters more side stuff but I, I thought from what we saw from marlene was good which makes sense because it's the same person playing it mm-hmm. but we just don't see a ton from her anna torv was fantastic getting a few extra scenes than what we saw in the game i think everyone's just nailing it so far yeah I, I also really like and i don't think i've seen him in other stuff but gabriel luna as tommy you know he embodied tommy really well Mm-hmm. Like at, at no point, you know, he just kind of, yep, that's Tommy. That's how Tommy looks and acts. So, um, I I thought uh, he was well cast. I don't really know him from stuff. He's in those recent Terminator movies, but I don't yeah, know I was looking through his his stuff right now, and there's not much that I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen that. So yeah. Um, yeah, uh, most. Not a cast which I'm familiar with. I'm mm-hmm. outside of. I guess we, we're going to get to see Nick Offerman later, which I'm looking yep. forward to. Yeah, I believe he gets a whole episode himself. It's going to be interesting because obviously this runtime, as you said, for the first episode, a little longer, a bit over an hour. We have some episodes that are like 40 minutes, and there's just not a lot of time we're going to hit. I know we're going to have, like you said, the Nick Offerman episode, and it's going to be a more deeper dive into um, Bill, who we will meet from the Mm -hmm. game. We're going to have a deeper dive into him and basically the guy that he was living with throughout the whole um, situation and and dive into that a bit more. So it'd be interesting to see how he plays off Bill. Nick Offerman is more of a joker than I think Bill is. So it'd be interesting to see how he plays him. 
Well, I've I've seen I've seen Nick Offerman play quite a few serious roles. Like he's he's in a lot of stuff now. Like I just saw him in mm-hmm. Pam and Tommy not too long ago. Like he's uh, he's getting around as a though. I guess he's kind of funny in Pam and Tommy as well. But he's he's making the rounds as a serious actor too. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he has the chops. I just really like him. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But you, so you think um, you think they're going to greatly expand on the material? You think that we're going to get? Uh, I, th- like, I okay. think it's been said by people that are part of the show that mm-hmm. they dive into it a lot more. And there's actually a scene. I don't know if you watched the after credit trailer. It was. It was no. It's not an in credit scene, but it's basically this season on The Last of Us kind of. Oh yeah, I'm not going to watch. I'm. I'm absolutely not watching any trailers or any any it makes sense i'm usually i'm i i shy away from that stuff but i'm like i know what happens in the last of us sure sure but i I still Um, want to be surprised a couple times where you see bill in situations that were not part of the game so are you expecting like I, i could see them doing what you know lost used to do where they would, you know, spend an episode, you know, every now and then on like, here is a character flashback, and we're now yeah, going to spend I, I forty do, minutes think, of this character, you know, yeah. ten years earlier. I think we're going to get that with with Bill and for with Nick Offerman, and I think that's what we're going to get with basically what was the Left Behind DLC with with Riley and Ellie. Right, I think that's right. going to be an episode in itself again, not to spoil what happens in the game mm-hmm. where they, so the DLC happened a couple of years after the game came out, but then if you get the remastered version, or I'm going to guess they put the it part in one version, they, they set it in a certain spot in mm-hmm. the game. And I'm sure that's exactly when we will get it in, in the show run too. I am still a little sad. We're only getting nine episodes. I think they could dive into even more, Mm-hmm. But with where they got to in this first episode, I, I don't think anything's going to feel too crazily rushed. Nine episodes sounds completely reasonable as far as covering the first game. Mm-hmm. And do you think that's? Do you think the end goal is that we end we end at yeah. where the first game ended with yeah, season I, one? I think so too. I, I think it'll be the 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 whole first game. Then I get wondering if because I I with how popular this first episode was where it was like the second mm-hmm. greatest debut in HBO history, just behind house of dragons. And apparently mm-hmm. it's already caught up to house of dragons mm-hmm. with, with people getting word of it. There's like 10 million people that had watched it by Wednesday um, with how popular it is so far. You got to think that HBO is going to want to bring it back. Um, do they go right into part two with season two, or there's a whole timeline in between part one and part two that they can, they can touch on if they want. And it also, how long will it take to make these things? This is where I'm trying to figure it out. Cause they have not come out completely and said that there will be a mm-hmm. part three video game, mm-hmm. though there were cliffhangers left at yeah, the yeah. end of part two that they could continue with. But now, do we get a Game of Thrones situation where the HBO series catches up with the games and then the season three have things that we will see in part three of the game, but the game's not ready. So there's mm. a lot of interesting things that we could see. And again, it depends on how long it takes to to make these shows. If it'll be kind of like we got with Better Call Saul, where it's every other year we get a season. 
that would give yeah, they've them got some time. They would give them the four game. years to come out with part three if they go. This is the first game. Season two is the second game. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of interesting th- things they can do after it. But I'm very excited to see where what they really focus on in the next eight episodes of this. I could see the second game being spread across two seasons. If that's that is also true. Though okay. I don't know if anybody would really want that. I think they're going to, when they get to the second game, they'll have some tough choices to make in terms of right. adaptation. Because yeah, uh, we, do you we, really want to go again, there? It's really f- fun for us to come back to chapter select at the movies when mm-hmm. our very first episode of chapter select was the last, last of part two. Part two. Mm-hmm. And while I know I liked it a lot more than you did, I do agree that there are some interesting timeline choices, the way they put it in the, in the games that I don't know if it would work as well in the show. I, I think my problem so, with that game is just that it felt cynical and depressing, like in a way that the first one didn't like the first one had, had a, uh, a kind of a, you know, a divisive ending, mm-hmm. but it was just the ending, right? It didn't, it's not like the whole game was that. It, oh, it the whole game just, was. I so, mean, again, you, it's been a long time since you played it. The whole first game is depressing as hell. Sure, it's bleak. Sure. It's a zomb- sure, it's a zombie story, but it's but not it, like it does a really good job of. You still have the innocence of Ellie. That yeah, there's still counteracts hope. it. Yeah, it's it's a game. But the first one is a game about hope, and the second one is like <laughs> hope just, is so far hope is so far gone that like yeah. all we care about now is revenge. So <laughs> for sure, it, uh, it, it's I don't I don't know I don't know if that'll. It'll be interesting when we get to it. I don't know right. why I'm worried about, you know, Last of Us two years in the future. Right. Because um, that's what we do. We have fun. We're, we're, we're so far away from any of that. I'd... So uh, my question, let's just wrap this thing up. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is the first time we've ever done an episodic show. Mm-hmm. Are we going to rate every episode? Or are we only going to rate at the end of the season? How would you like to do it? Mm, that's a great question. Because if we do it by episode, it gets really difficult because I absolutely love this episode, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I can give it a 10 because other episodes could be better. But that, hmm. you, You're worried about, okay, you just worry about the baseline being too high? Yeah. I don't know, though. I I've, I think a great pilot, especially, like, you know, a pilot is so hard. The pilot is mm-hmm. usually the worst episode of a show. Um, you're you're introducing the world, introducing the characters. It's oh, one could of the you more... imagine if this was the worst episode of this season? <laughs> what we are in, in in store for? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, um, I I just think for a for a pilot of television, it's uh, spectacular, and I would have no problem rating it a ten, even knowing that you know. Right. You know, so, so let's do probably that. Let's be other go ahead episodes and, as good. And, and rate every episode. So maybe down the line, if if we can mm-hmm. continue through this, and we get to other seasons, we can have a rate of this is the best episode we've seen, or it's up there, and then we can rate the whole season as a whole as well. So, would you give episode one a ten? I would. Yes. I I also want to give uh, some props before I forget. Uh, to the fact that they um, brought the original music back, oh, which is something that's... that's so rare, so rare in video game annotations. They never keep the theme music, and they did in this case. And, of course, with that classic, the HBO, 
you know, prestige opening titles. Yeah, the 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 Game of Thrones meets the Last of Us music is yeah, yeah. really, really good. Uh, I, I thought it's a great title sequence. Uh, anyway, I, help it. Mm-hmm. I, I can't blame you for a 10, uh, but I'm just going to hedge my bet. I'm going to go 9.5. Okay. Just to, to hedge it just a little, I'm hoping that we have better episodes along the way, just from knowing what comes around okay. in the game and what episodes I'm hoping hits best, but. So it's not that you have a small niggle that is taking a no, 0.5 off. It's just, it's just that you want to keep. I don't want to have to break our system ceiling. <laughs> by the end of this season. This one goes to 11. Yeah. And who knows? We might still have to get to that point. <laughs> and now I want to go back and adjust some of my scores because I feel like this is so much better than anything that we have covered no, no. here on the show. I, I I think Ace Attorney eight point five still stands. Yeah, and I gave it an eight, so I, I saw some wiggle room. It's a, and that's the fun with these scales, anyways. It's it's difference. It's a different feel. It's like Ace Attorney back then was like compared to the other dribble we've watched. I, I was surprised we didn't give that a ten because <laughs> that one nailed everything pretty well and hit the aesthetics of it and and didn't take itself too seriously, which some of these video game movies try to do too much of. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, so it's going to be a really fun journey and, and kind of spoiling ourselves a little bit for two months, I want to say. We're yeah, going to spoil we then... ourselves with good stuff before then we go back into, you know, we went through every Resident Evil movie from Paul W.S. Anderson. While we were away, there mm-hmm. was another Resident Evil movie that came out and a Resident Evil Netflix show. I'm really glad Really glad that uh, we were not podcasting when this was going on, because I know you would have made me watch all that crap. Oh, you still are, sir. Just because <laughs> I have watched them both and enjoy them on different levels. You do. And 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 neither of them are high levels. Uh, yeah, I've, I've heard people who I trust have told me things about those Resident Evil shows and the movie that make me think it's I not, like not going to be. I like the Idris Elba Netflix series mo- more than most. However, Idris Elba, or not? God, I did that before too. What was? Who was the guy that did it? Oh, all from there? he was in Fringe and uh, other yeah. things. Um, uh, crap! I apologize uh, to this actor now. I had him in my head because he was on the Dark Tower. Lance and- Reddick. Thank you, Lance Reddick. The Lance Reddick version, um, more than most people. But it's not great. <laughs> By no means am I saying it's a good adaptation, but I liked it more than most people did. We also have another Sonic movie that came out. We might have a third Sonic movie by the time we get to this kind of stuff, because that's supposed to come out next year. There's a Mario movie coming out. All right, shortly. that Mario movie. I, I actually, while we're here, while, while we're talking about these things, I, I yes. do need to get your take on the Mario movie trailers that we've seen so far. Yeah, I am all in. It looks okay. so good. It looks so good. It does look so good. Now, will it be good? Or is it just going to be piles of nostalgia? That is going to be it. Have we seen the best of this movie in the trailers? Mm. That'll be the question. So, um, there's just a lot of stuff that you, that I recognize in those trailers from of right, like the whole universe of Mario games, mm-hmm. you know, the only thing it, they, I still need to see like some more, you know, like I, I, I want to see the sunshine. I want to see more stuff from sunshine. 
but it's been pretty amazing just like the level of attention and detail that has been put into the world just from those trailers Mm-hmm. And also using the music from the games for those yes. sections um, mm-hmm. correctly. So I, I'm really looking forward to that. The The big misstep and the thing that I was getting at um, that I thought you might speak to, but I guess I'll have to pull it out of you, okay. is yeah. uh, Pratt. I hate him. I'm not as hate upset him. about Pratt. It's it's a voice. Everyone's like, oh, it's the Mario voice is wrong. It's like, we barely ever hear Mario speak. So yeah, but we barely ever hear Mario, but we all know what Mario sounds like. Yeah, and, and, and just because the, the you'll Pratt be a one, bit different here, and I, yeah, but it's it's it not just it's different. It's, you know, it's it's just like half-assed. It's basically just Chris Pratt's regular voice with like the slightest oh, yeah. bit of Mario. Oh yeah, like the most minimal amount of it, Mario that he could have put in. It and will then not when be he said, good. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's a shame because I think everybody else really well cast. Um, Anya Taylor Joy seems to, you know, he's she's just sounding like herself, mm-hmm. but that's fine for Princess Peach. Uh, you got um, Charlie Day, I think, a perfect Luigi. You know, the mm-hmm. perfect casting for Luigi. Everybody's really well cast. Jack Black, Jack Black, but needs to put a little bit more sauce on it. Um, yeah, but you know, everybody's really well cast except for freaking Mario. Chris <laughs> Pratt is everywhere. I don't understand it. They're bringing in the name. Like how well, we'll when, get he, to when, that when he says sure. "Let's go" in that trailer, like how like how bored does he sound? No, he, he was being serious. Bored. He's like, "Let's go!" As he's getting ready Let's to go. do a Smash Brothers thing with Donkey Kong. I don't. Well, we uh. will find out in a few months when that movie comes out, <laughs> and we will. We'll see. Could it be movie. the first good Illumination movie? What? <laughs> Come on, that's rude. Is it? But I, I also it? have little kids, so we, we get into those illuminations. I'm sorry that you're being subjected to the despicable me's and secret lives of pets and sings of this world. I haven't got as much into the sings. Secret Life of Pets were eh. Um, no minions story. have been okay. Minions have been okay? Yeah. Okay. I, like, I like the goofiness of the minions. As long as you t- it's one of those movies you turn your brain off and... That's really their their version of the Grinch is appalling. Yeah, my daughter really likes that version, and I'm not mm. a fan. It's probably my least favorite of any of the Grinch stuff. But. Mm. Oh, that's a hard one because the the Ron Howard one also exists, the live action one with uh, Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah, I, I, Jim Carrey makes that whole show. <laughs> the rest is all right. I'm not a Jim Carrey fan, as I think. Uh, you know. that's, that's fair. That's fair. All right. We're we're completely off topic. We will be back Mm. next week with episode two of The Last of Us. Again, it let us indulge for two months. Exactly. And and good quality entertainment. And then we will enjoy ourselves. We will punish ourselves for your amusement. But I think the next next movie I've got picked up will not be that punishing, but you'll see. All right. Well, you do get the first pick when we when we come back. Mm, to those that's only right it'll be fun all right so that's the end my name is randy thank you so much for hanging out with us on chapter select at the movies let us know what you thought um of this first episode and we will be back for episode two